This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. So, so wait a second. So, so we're gonna go with we. We're gonna go with we hear you. We hear you. Yeah. Are you still worried? We're listening. We hear you. It's the same problem, isn't it? Well, it's maybe less active. You know, it's it's more couldn't couldn't help glimpse you changing unless uh, we put a spy cam in your shower. We hear you. I think it's a problem. I think it's a problem. Um, we're we're listening. We're hearing you. I think it needs to be like we're hearing, but. But nothing is gonna bite me in the ass. Yeah, okay. You know? So maybe it's like ATN. We're here for you. And here spelled H E A R. We're here for you? That's just gibberish. We here for you. Okay. We here for you. So that might be like we 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 here for you, man, because you don't need to hear we here. Yeah, we and also also we here for you. We're here for you. Is that, yeah, that we're your guys. Sense? It's good because it's like it's not clear exactly what the hell it means. So Lots of wiggle room? Yes. P to the O-D. Casts on the daily about succession. One episode per day, see. P to the O-D. Casts on the daily about succession. Podcasting like a pro. Make some noise. Succession is almost over, but we are just getting started talking about every single Succession episode here on Post Show Recaps on the Daily Succession Rewatch Podcast on Post Show Recaps. We are watching and talking about every single episode of Succession on the road to the final season premiere on March 26th, episode by episode and day by day. You can get commercial-free versions of this podcast when you sign up at patreon.com slash postshowrecaps at any level. That's patreon.com slash postshowrecaps at any level for the ad-free versions of the Succession podcast. Hello, everybody. I am Josh Wiggler. Today, we are talking about Succession Season 2, Episode 6, Ariestes, or as it's actually called, Arjestes here. I am joined by the two people who are here for you grace and jess grace we here for you it's great i uh just got back from the psr bridge hike a great uh-huh. group great yeah. group Super we got great. you with a good group lots of deals lots of deals yeah. to be made lots of <laughs> yeah, deals to be made right. jess here on the podcast yeah i mean uh we, we here for you mm-hmm. to explain everything about succession episode really the truth two. is the it's it's you here for us i'm talking to mm-hmm. you out there you here for us you you're listening yeah. you're listening you here for us no, they're not, but that's more, it's too active josh it needs to be more passive it needs to be a little more passive perhaps yeah we can mm-hmm. work on rebranding things as we get to our jesties uh our jesterlingsties here <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> Was Nailed that it. anything? Yeah. Nailed yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, the Roys go to a conference. Uh, we get to see the the big old uh, tech world, conference world, Grace. Uh, I feel like even if this is not your specific industry, a lot of people probably uh, can relate to the work conference universe. Mm. Uh, and this being the episode that explores that with uh, a lot of developments happening for the Roys 
and this uh, this very short lived deal with the Pierces. I feel like I'm learning that one of the things that Succession is so masterful at is when they put a shot clock on the episode. Uh, this is, I feel like, season one, episode six. In the take, it's like the vote is happening, and like there's limited time. Like the low, uh, Kendall not being able to get back to the office. Like, oh, this is tense. At this episode, it's like, is the story gonna break before Logan can get? nan pierce to sign off on the deal uh and uh similarly uh an absolute car crash for the royce <laughs> a mm. plane crash yes. uh, uh maybe they're just circling in the air for about an hour but i think it eventually does come down to crash uh but it's so good like the way that like they can build tension in a thing that i actually don't know that i really want to happen which is like a peer you know them taking over the pierces but yet like you know i'm like Oh my god, are they gonna be able to do it? And I've seen the episode before, so I know that they're not. Yeah, um, it's I, still very compelling. I, I I also have seen the episode before, mm. but I also felt sort of edge of my seat watching this one. And I think uh, it's no coincidence the things that you're describing speak deeply to me as a mm. as a real time thriller enthusiast. So there is that quality here in this episode of Succession, and it does go quite poorly for the Roy's now you said real time thriller enthusiast that's time thrillers right? yes, is that what you mean yes. real that's time what thrill- I like that's uh-huh. what I like that's time the thrillers. kind of that's the kind of uh that's the cranberry sauce that I like yeah uh this is a really bad episode for basically all of the Roy's we're gonna do the rate Roy's later in the podcast of course uh but gosh it is an especially bad episode for Logan Roy which means this is a great episode for Jess Sterling <laughs> yeah (laughs) i love this episode who's shocked who's surprised that i love this episode listen it's something the magic of the the sixth episode of the season right last season it was the board vote like the the coup d'etat of of things and this season it is the argestes and this episode does not miss. It is so, so good. It's thrilling. Grace, you often talk about how certain episodes, certain scenes give you this like knot in your stomach that like you kind of enjoy. The breakfast scene with Logan and Kendall and Nan Pierce and Rhea Jarrell where Kendall is just like refreshing his phone constantly to see when the news of the cruise scandal drops. It is so tense. And I've seen this many many times at this point and yet this scene is still so 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 tense yeah um i love this episode it's it's everything how about we describe this episode with a quick plot recap of season two episode six jess you've got the wheel Season two, episode six, Argestes, is an international media-focused business retreat. The Roy's, minus Shiv, attend hoping to finalize their deal with Pierce, but it doesn't take long before word of a news story on the cruise scandal gets brought to the Roy's attention. Intimidating the magazine doesn't work, and the story drops during the breakfast deal with Nan and Rhea. Elsewhere, Tom and Greg have problems of their own. Greg found out that some of their devices are violating privacy rights, and they're forced to switch slogans from we're listening to the much more ambiguous and confusing we here for you. Shiv flies in to help with the cruise scandal after Kendall's attempt to squash the story doesn't work. She's not a fan of jamming the story up her uterus and smothering it in estrogen, but still aims to please daddy. It takes Rhea's interference to convince her that she must appear on the panel in order for the Pierce deal to go through. 
Shiv's mouth once again gets her in trouble when she goes on stage and refers to Logan as an old dinosaur. Logan doesn't take kindly to that, but it's Roman who suffers the abuse of a backhand to the face. Speaking of Roman, he doesn't get notified of the scandal, and in fact, he isn't even aware of what the scandal is, and bungles the panel by saying Waystar will quote-unquote do what anyone wants. Though there is the prospect of a team-up between himself and the Rockstar, and Jerry, the Mole Woman, who does get him assigned to have a backup White Knight option should the sale with Pierce fall through. FYI, if you do not have a business degree, yet again, a White Knight is a hostile takeover defense where a friendly individual company acquires a corporation at fair consideration when it's on the verge of being taken over by an unfriendly bidder, AKA Stewie or Sandy. Fortunately, their White Knight, Edward, will only give them the money in exchange for a front news station that spews propaganda. The episode culminates in a roast event whose jokes about Waystar push Nan over the edge. She squashes the deal with Logan and fires Rhea for her conspiring with Logan. And that was season two, episode six of Succession. Man, I don't know that I've ever related more to Roman Roy than when he's like, we'll do whatever you want. You know, we'll do whatever you want. I'm like, yeah, this is yeah. me as a podcast. We'll do yeah. whatever you want. We'll Most, do what you want. I'm so conflict I'm like, yeah, just whatever you would like. Whatever to you want. Whatever you want is what we'll do That's here on great. the on the podcast. Uh, yeah, a lot going on here. Of course, that is typically how it goes on Succession. Very eventful episodes that just get so much jam-packed into the hour-long runtime. We not only are getting, you know, some real significant developments on the business side of things uh, in in so far as, yeah, it seems like the Pierce deal is dead, dead in the water, uh, which, oof, I shouldn't be saying dead in the water uh, for this episode. Ooh. Too soon, think. too soon. Little soon, even if it was the 90s. Uh, that's more your forte, Jess. Uh, that, wow, uh, that's we, bad that I was like, oh, dead in the water. Yeah, Kendall, death, yeah, the death in the water. And then you're like, no, the cruise scan. I'm like, oh, yeah, multiple there's, deaths there's, in the water. So much water. There's a lot yeah. of water, a lot of death in the water. I think that we've said before, like, pay attention to the death yes, in the water. Yes. This could be a thing. Uh, so uh, having that happen, but also the advancement of the central question of the show. It's there in the title, Succession. Who's going to succeed Logan Roy? And there are all these people who have different opinions on it within the Roy family. Kendall doesn't think it's going to be him, but he is still sort of fighting on Logan's behalf early in the episode in the PJ right before we Ugh. smash the credits. Kendall is doing his very best Logan Roy impression. He has strong feelings on the panel uh, meeting. Roman thinks that he's supposed to be here. Roman's still feeling a certain kind of way, and obviously so is Shiv. So I feel like that scene where they're all on the panel, it's so much of the show is colliding, especially with Logan out in the audience, just like really loathing what he is, what he is seeing from his from his kids. Uh, there's a lot here, Grace. Um, yeah, at least Marsha tells him not, not to stop looking around or hurt his neck. Yeah. He's looking out for him. Um, but no, I think you're you're right. I mean. I've said that like the moments of the most joy I have in the show is like when the siblings are getting along, but boy, uh, yeah, anxiety inducing when they are not getting along and they're very clearly all competing for their father's uh, attention and potentially his, his job. Um, and it's, it's so awkward. I, I, but I really, I think that scene is really, really well done in terms of Shiv trying to sort of be, you know, the, you know, prove herself in a way and it's just like again the only way to like earn your, your father's love is to do exactly as he says this is not what he's saying but even kendall as much as he is 
um, he's towing the company line to degree. He also, am I misreading that he he's not right? Cause he's saying like, essentially they're like, we want to like, just like move on, right? Like, like condemn and move on. And he's saying, we're not going to do that right. publicly. So that's very interesting that he sort of like has this moral, you know, it's sort of like the thing that drives him to think he can do the job uh, better than his father is that he's sort of new, you know, new business and, and sort of does have a moral compass and maybe his father doesn't. And then you just have is he like a young a dinosaur. Ball. He's a young dinosaur. Yeah. He's like a little he's, baby T-Rex. He's like a velociraptor maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like screwing around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Roman just awkwardly huddled on a chair in, in a public <laughs> setting. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. We'll do whatever anybody wants. That's, whatever that's they want. The, yeah. Yeah. We'll do what anyone wants uh, is the is the vote from, from Roman. So there's everything that's happening with that. And then and I think another thing that makes this episode so memorable for me is this uh, this other sort of comedic jaunt into <laughs> Tom and Greg in yeah. this storyline. I think We Here For You is fairly iconic succession it's so stuff, Jess. good. Like, I, I cannot get over Tom's face when he says, we tested this, Greg! We tested this! It's so, so hilarious. Like, I, I Greg saying, we're listening, we're listening aggressively. Uh, and that it's good that it's it's not clear what the hell it means, which means we have wiggle room. Mm. Um, it is mm. iconic and it's hysterical that like um, Tom and Greg feel like this is so important, right? Like Tom takes this so supremely seriously. He has a conversation with Logan about it. Like, oh, it tested great. And Logan's like, it tested fine. But they're so hung up on this being the big scandal when there's so many other big things happening around them that no one gives a single F right. about what Tom says on stage. Yeah, well, it's the resurgence of an old storyline. Uh, we've got the resurgence of the Cruz's scandal is is coming back to haunt us. And we we had seen a little bit of this uh, back in, uh, in Safe Room when Greg brings up, I've still got the documents and all of that. So the specter of the Cruz's scandal is raised there but now it's really revving up with this new york mag article that was supposed to be like within the next few days or a couple of weeks was yeah carolina happen. was like oh it's gonna be two weeks but then but it turns from two wrong. weeks uh it goes from two weeks to within the next 36 well, to 48 hours the to debut like the of, next yeah 36 to 48 seconds the uh, debut very, of very hugo quickly. Yes. Uh, uh, Fisher, Stevens. Fisher Stevens, a tremendous addition to the cast, uh, coming right in, uh, full PR move for cruises. And it, I love the way he just keeps saying, I don't know where they got those numbers, but those are wrong. Like, those numbers yeah. are times wrong. he's like, Those numbers are wrong. That's not yes. right. Yeah. Yes. Hugo uh, feels immediately like he's been around this whole time. Like, it, it, he feels very real in that he's just, he's like, throwing Carolina under the bus. I don't know what this means. I love when when G he's on the phone with Shiv and Shiv's like, who is this? And he's like, oh, it's Hugo. And I'm sure Shiv is back there being like, why the F is Hugo on this trip and not me? Yeah. <laughs> there was a thing More I wanted like, to say. Hugo, yeah. what are Hugo. you doing here? Nice. I wanted to say or that like, I do feel like one of the things that the show just nails is character names. And I don't really know, like they just do feel like, yep, that's that person's name. Yep. They're like, I'm never like, huh, really? Like, but and Hugo. Just perfect. Fisher Stevens being a Hugo. No notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, there's one name that we have not met of a person that's coming to mind is like, huh. Okay, that's one name. That's a season <laughs> oh, three. Know. 
this is a season three thing. We'll bring mm. it up again. Uh, okay. I don't think that it's going to be uh, forgotten when we okay. get to season three. Mm, right. uh, but we we do get Hugo in this episode. We get a couple of other main, uh, we, a couple other new characters that is uh, showing up here. Um, Edward, uh, who is somebody that Roman, he's the aforementioned mm. white knight uh, yep. that is uh, that Roman is being sent to go and court as a possible save here in case the PMG deal falls through the pmg deal does fall through i think we could feel like uh roman roy may have kicked off the next phase of the plot jess i think is starting here in ariestes yeah a rock star and the mole woman teaming up uh jerry is the one who suggests roman for the deal right logan wants to go with tom but jerry steps in and say no roman is hungry he wants to do something uh and roman roman i will say like he maybe not be the most business savvy but even looking back at season one his interactions with um with lawrence from Walter, um he does have the social game right like he is able to step in he's likable people like him people don't like kendall people like roman and so putting him on this mission feels like a great idea and he's able to kind of suss out what it is that edward is is interested in which seems to be a propaganda news station mm -hmm. that, that's completely independent um but yeah it's very interesting that while roman seems to be put on deck for like what seemingly is the next big idea next big out for waystar He's also just so out of the loop on the cruise scandal to a really surprising degree where he doesn't even, no one even sends him the scandal article. He doesn't even know what's going on. He just shows up in the room like, hey, what's up? So this is really fascinating to me that um, Shiv is more looped in than he is. And me meanwhile, Shiv feels like more the one who kind of, uh, you know, ruined things in Purton Haven. Let's I mean, she is also left out though. She's, uh, she, 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 which is like the most awkward phone, phone call conversation, which she like presses the hair dryer on. Uh, she's upset that she doesn't know. And Logan yeah. says, uh, what you don't know can't hurt you. Yeah. The only reason like she's invited is because she's a woman. Let's be real. Like that's mm -hmm. the only reason she gets the invite to our justice is to be able to, as she says, she says, uh, shove it up her uterus and smother it in estrogen. Mm, that's a uh, vivid and not great. Not great. <laughs> let's let's call that not great. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sometimes I think you just need a good old-fashioned dinosaur call. And who's the big T-Rex in your sights? Oh, I, no, I mean uh, uh, dinosaur attitudes, dinosaur values. No, I would never go after my dad. That's a sport others enjoy. Let's rate the Roys. Let's go through this character by character to continue the conversation. Of course, you can get involved in Rate Roys by going to postshowrecaps.com slash rate Roy or postshowrecaps.com slash action stations to rate each and every one of the main characters on a scale of zero to four, as well as tell us who are your favorite side characters from any given episode, your favorite quote from any given episode, so on and so forth. Let us begin 
with Logan Roy here, as we often do. And I think that this is going to be, at least for me, this is the clearest zero that I could possibly give Logan Roy, but I would love to spend some time. Let's dig into the why. Grace, I think that this is the worst episode for Logan Roy that we've gotten is sort of my maybe hot take. I don't know. No, I agree. I think that the the other times we've seen him incapable of doing like good work is because he's been sick. And he's not sick here. He's well, he does get sick at breakfast. Yeah. He does get sick. That's right. That's, okay, that's, well, you know, okay, you well, know, I'll give him Zach the Cherry Jones oh. on top, right? Like, yeah, that's he, right. like in addition to he totally bungles the business, in addition to the fact that he hits his child, he yeah. also gets publicly sick. Uh, yeah. In front of everybody, so he's yeah. getting it from every. It's single just the altitude, side. Josh. It's just yeah. the altitude. Yeah. But but the moment, I mean, it's, it's so bad because I right, gave him my zero basically because of the moment where he's yelling at Nan in the car. I forgot that he hit Roman, so he, he automatically gets a zero. Again, I think another another one of my rules, you know, if you you know if you uh, harass your co- if you masturbate on the phone to the head of legal, I think you gotta get a zero. <laughs> I think if you hit your child, I think I gotta give you a zero. Yeah, and so uh, he does that. But but the moment that he like. He's yelling at Nan Pierce like we're not done. We're not done is like the like the least professional we've ever seen Logan and like the most incapable while he's not sick we've ever seen Logan. So it's like that's a really bad episode if you're yelling at Nan Pierce uh, through the car window, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I also think there are a lot of smaller moments that I picked up on this rewatch where. Uh, when he has that conversation with Marsha where he's like, this scandal is going to break. I need to know that you're with me. I do think we're seeing like a vulnerability to Logan that we don't usually see where it does feel like he actually is a little frightened that like Marsha won't be on his side with what's about to break. Um, And uh, we see like after the news breaks, all these cancellations of meetings with Logan, he vomits at breakfast. He smacks Roman. Like it's, it's not, it's a terrible, terrible look for Logan on top of the fact that uh, another small moment that did crack me up in the very beginning uh, when he first arrives at our justies and he uses Greg and Tom to like avoid yeah. having to look at Sandy and Stewie. And he's like, how does he look? How does he look? You know, I, I heard he had syphilis. 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 Oh, you don't hear much about that. It's kind of the yeah. uh, MySpace of STDs. Uh-huh. Um, I also, I think the conversation with Marsha too. I think this is a really, I think potentially a really bad read from Logan that Marsha never equivocally states, "I am with you." She's like, oh, "You know me." Like she's like she's saying it in a way that like very good for Marsha. Yeah. She, if you reread her her replies, she is not saying like. I'm always with you, Logan. Don't worry. I'll have your back 100%. She's saying these like, you know who I am, like my character. You know, it's like, it's like, I don't when know. When I'm with someone, that. I'm with someone is what yeah, she said. Yeah, you're not she's, saying you're yeah. with Logan. I'm yeah. not saying anything. When I, when I am with someone, I am with them. I know who you are. Yeah. That's what right. she says. That could be read a few ways. Big yikes. Yeah. That could be read a few different ways from, from Marsha. Uh, I think uh, Logan... Logan is spiraling from the very beginning. Uh, I feel like, uh, man, you know, I've certainly been here where like my plane was circling the airport for a while. And I'm like, gosh, can we just land this thing? I'm starting to get nervous. I'm starting to freak out a little bit. But then it hasn't spiraled into me like tanking all of my business prospects and also hitting my son. Uh, I don't have one. Uh, but I wouldn't do it anyway. <laughs> uh, and so I think like from the very beginning, you can see like Logan is just not doing terribly well. 
it's clear that everybody in like the upper echelons of Waystar as is circling out and circling out to other teams and more teams and teams within teams that everyone is so badly burned out. And Logan himself feels like a husk uh, when he is talking to, to Kendall. And he's like, Kendall, go. I'm tired. Impress upon these people that I needed this done yesterday. Even Jerry is trying to tell Logan, we're all pretty fried here, man. And when Kendall then has to go and dump his shit upon these people in the next room on the private jet. He, he actually says, dumped his shit in the that was bad episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, but he says, pour the shit I'm pouring on you onto your minions. Yeah. Uh, and He won't so, even let them snack, Josh. No snacks. Yeah. No snacks. So he's, you know, trying to channel his inner dad uh, in, in, you know, radiating that energy outward. But everyone's tired. Uh, so the altitude sickness is convenient, I suppose. But Logan enters Argestes uh, really uh, at the end of his rope, I feel like. So it's a bad place to start for him it ends in a really defeated place. Him bellowing, get back here. We haven't effing finished. Stop, stop. That's not the way you want to see it go for if you're Logan Roy. Uh, maybe yeah. it's Supreme, exactly the way yeah. you want to see it go if yeah. it's us, uh, yeah. as we give a very decisive zero across the board, I think, to Logan Roy. That's a point. supreme control freak if I've ever seen one. Be like, mm -hmm. we're not done. Stop, stop. We're not done. Like, uh -oh. yeah. yeah, it's done, yeah. dude. It's done. It's yeah. done. Uh, I don't know what he could have done tactically uh, different, Grace. Is there anything? Is there anything well, he could have done? He's very thirsty. Well, if you back up, the this whole thing is like, uh, you know, is the move to try to bully, uh, bully the news magazine. Is that the is that the, the mistake right. here? Because uh, it it does seem like they feel like they they go quicker on the story. They release the story ultimately, potentially at sort of the. Um, you know, when everyone's reading, this is they're such psychopaths when they're all reading it and be like, it's not that bad. It's just like uh, basically like one moon from the 90s. Like, you That's know, it. and some of them are being like, you know, well, it's pretty, you know what, going Greece? Up to, but, I'm glad yeah. we're able to do such good victim math. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, dude, that's Kendall saying that, right? Yeah, Kendall says but, it. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it does feel like maybe that's where he loses the Pierce deal because if because he seems pretty close to getting it signed. Like when they're at breakfast, they, she says, I'm going to have a conversation with the family this afternoon. It does sound like by the end of the day, it could get done. Raya is really pushing uh, uh, for a, like a letter of intent to get signed, which basically like locks up the deal. And it's yeah, that the fact that they push the magazine that comes out that day seems to be maybe the big F up. So either you, you didn't they didn't go hard enough, which is what Kendall says, or they should have said, yeah, we'll cooperate and hope that they would extend the time like Shiv. But either way, what they did did not work. Yeah. Let's go out to the three Roy children. I think we can quickly say there's no Connor in this episode. They talk about flying him in, but they do not fly Connor in. So he is another very easy zero, as he often is. But this time he's not applicable. Uh, yeah. So let's just get Connor off the board here real quick. But Kendall, Roman, and Shiv, all of them competing for daddy's attention and daddy's affection and daddy's approval in this episode. I guess those are the three A's instead of the three R's. Uh, regret, responsibility, and remedy. Uh, where do you want to start with uh, the three R's, the Roy's, Grace? Well, maybe we start with the person who wasn't there in the first place, but but shows up, which is uh, which is Shiv. And so she's pretty upset that she's left out of the loop. This is pretty bad luck, I think, for Shiv, 
to not be invited to Jesse's right. She's like, oh, she's in. I mean, that the conversation, I feel kind of bad for Frank when she's like, yeah, I'm leaving. And he's like, no, I'm supposed to teach you. And she's, she's like, yeah, I'm making a decision and I'm going home. Uh, Frank, no power in this, uh, this thing. Yeah. And uh, but then she does get flown out and she makes the decision to 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 go. She also, I think, has I don't know. I'd be very interested. Do we feel like the conversation with Rhea is effective? Um, does it does it work at all? It does feel like kind of like there's a degree to which like at the end of the episode nan fires Rhea, and it does feel like Rhea potentially wants this deal really bad and actually where i like this this conversation like i think like shiv goes thinking i need to kind of convince Rhea, and actually what it feels like is like Rhea teaches is like teaching shiv here like this is actually what's up and this is what you got it you know i'm like gonna give you yeah. some big time advice you know as a woman in this industry and so i feel like it's like not great from the attempt but it also is like she like is chatting with Rhea Jarrell. I feel like it's like pretty good. So, and then I give her a, I give her a two. I feel like I maybe could bump her up a point, but I don't know. She's like not it's, looped in. Then she's looped in. It doesn't go great. She like kind of makes her father really mad. Yeah. So Shiv has an interesting episode where she obviously wasn't originally invited. It is Jerry and Rhea are the ones who call her and get her to come out to Argestes, which again, very interesting. I will note uh, Jerry is also the one who gets Shiv on the phone when they when uh, they first find out about this crew scandal. So just putting a pin in like the Jerry Shiv relationship, I find very fascinating. But yeah, to me, it very much seems like maybe Shiv is the one who goes to convince Rhea. However, it ends up being that Rhea charms Shiv or manipulates Shiv is probably the better word, saying that you are the only acceptable face in this family. You need to be on the panel. Otherwise, the deal won't go through. And I think we also get this like kind of um, gross side to Rhea where they she says like, oh, is this just are we in the middle of the storm? Is this just the first couple of raindrops? She says dead girls, boats. It's unpleasant on the tongue, which what a simple way of putting such a horrible, horrible tragedy. It is unpleasant on the tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, it's interesting to note that in this conversation with Shiv, Rhea does drop the line of, it's all gravy, baby. And immediately Shiv goes back to her family, yeah. says, I want to be on the panel. Everything I'm else is I'm not in gravy. the company. I've got yeah. freedom of movement. I've got some maneuverability here. But hey, if you don't want it, it's all gravy, It's all gravy, baby. baby. So she funny. says the Shared same language is so line. Funny. Yeah, yeah. But I ultimately ended up, because I mean, all of this to me was like, okay, Shiv is kind of middle of the road, right, for most of the episode. However, she goes on the panel, calls her father an old-fashioned dinosaur, and well, like dinosaur values, dinosaur pr- with principles. Yeah. Which and are, if we're yeah. looking at Shiv to be the next one tapped for CEO, she really did a bad job. She like tanked her chances there. So I'm giving her yeah. a one. I just think ending the episode the way she ends it, I got to give her a one. Well, yeah. And one thing I've said before when I've been ranking is that like, even if you have a really, there's a thing that like Greg does, or sorry, Tom does a couple times where he makes like seemingly a good business move, but who he makes it with is like Kendall, who then is immediately out. And I feel like this would be like great. Like, I think Nan does really like Shiv, but now Nan's out and we're not buying Pierce. So that's wasted, like, you know, commodity, you know? Yeah, some wasted real estate there, some wasted real estate wasted. there as well. I think that I am inclined to, oh, gosh, I think. I think it's pro it's I'm really struggling between a one and a two. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm gonna split the difference. I'm gonna do a half point. I know you don't like those, Jess, but I have oh, to do a half point. You know why she's really also really bit? She's really mean to to Tom at the. This bar. is a big. There's a big piece of this that is that you know the the Shiv when she comes to to Ardestes and she sees Tom uh, and the way that she talks to Tom about like this wouldn't be good. I know her, and Tom's He's like, like, you yeah, know of her, you know of her, <laughs> and also you slept with an actor in the play that your brother is producing, so maybe that's also awkward. Maybe this whole arrangement isn't so great is a possibility that's starting to arrive. Uh, so that bumps her down a bit for me. I think that she she has a really compelling episode as a character. As a character, I love this episode for Shiv. I think that the progression of her character and the continued like swift fall from the private jet, uh, having been uh, you know this private conversation with her father, you're going to be the one to where she is now, uh, just a few episodes later, it's a really, really steep fall. And I thought that it couldn't get much worse after Turnhaven. But here, by the end, she's out there on stage, boldly calling her father a dinosaur and suffering his wrath as a result. You know what I'm going to do? I am going to give her two points, ultimately, uh, both because I don't want to drive Jess insane, but also because... Even if it was a bad move, gosh, it was pretty satisfying to watch her in a public True. forum call her dad a dinosaur. Yeah, it was True. really good to watch. Uh, um, Kendall, yeah. let's talk Kendall. Let's talk through Kendall as the yeah. next guy here. Uh, Kendall is, once again, he is the Logan clone uh, for much of this episode. He is by Logan's side for so much of what's going on. He's very attentive to his father's medical needs at various points. He is uh, also, though, I think, doing some stuff that seems to be entirely of his own accord. He's going to Stewie to give Stewie the heads up that we have a big deal coming, a big tasty deal uh, coming uh, on the way here, Grace. Grace, do uh, yeah. have we done an adequate job setting yeah. up why the Pierce uh, takeover is such an important thing for the Roys and their proxy battle? Yeah, there's a way in which, like, the show, I joke about, like, when I would watch The Crown, that it would take me, like, two hours to watch an hour-long episode because I'm, like, Googling everything in between. And this show is, like, the opposite where I'm just, like, I just ride with it most of the time. I'm like, yeah, that thing's too big for you to eat. It's too, you know? like, yeah. I don't know. But so I did do some – I was looking into it. And essentially, the idea here, the theory, is that when they take over Pierce, there's, like, enough cost savings, and this is, like, a great acquisition. They'll own all the news, that the stock price – but hopefully should go up, even if they're taking on a bunch of uh, a debt because they're going to need money to buy it. The stock price will go up to the point where the whole po- purpose of the bear hug is to overpay for, for stock. So you're already overpaying. Now if the stock has, has and so you're overpaying so much more that it's it's foolish not to take it. Right. And so now that the stock, ri- the stock rises more, hopefully because of the deal, then now you have to pay more. So if it might have been like, $3 billion that Stewie and Sandy might have to put up to do the takeover to buy all these shares, which people also might not sell now because now you're in the business of like, yeah, we own all the news. I might like ride the strain a bit longer. Uh, now it might be like four or five, six billion dollars to, to buy everybody's shares to get enough uh, controlling interest. So that's how it's like essentially too big. Uh, uh, you know, it's too big of a to, to chew on yeah so ken so kendall is coming to stewie with this like listen man i'm just giving you the heads up that this isn't going to work out for you and you should trust me on this and stewie responds to the well with all due respect ken i don't trust you uh he has every reason in the world to not particularly care for kendall roy anymore but i also think that it's one of those moments with kendall where he he is 
this it's it's funny because we have not really gotten this version of Kendall in a minute because he has been so zombified by uh, what happened at the wedding and uh, his father then taking him over basically and possessing Kendall Roy. That here, Jess, I think we do get a little bit of I don't know. Is this this lands somewhere between? Kendall trying to do the right thing and being a human and trying to do right by his old friend who he feels like he screwed over as well as a little bit of braggadocious Kendall. I wonder where you are on the balance of that for this character. It's a really interesting episode for Kendall because like you said, we start the episode with him being his father's proxy embodying his father when he yells at everyone at the back of the PJ. Um, But by the time he meets up with Stewie, he bumps into Stewie it is it's hard to understand why he's telling this to Stewie because there's really no business benefit so it really does maybe feel like okay maybe he is trying to be kind and to, to Stewie and really help his old friend out and then it gets even more interesting when the story actually breaks um because suddenly he shifts and he says we can't minimize this we can't we have to say it isn't okay we need consequences when that is something you would expect to come out of Shiv's mouth. And Shiv is the one who is saying, we need a corporate response. We need to condemn and move on. So it feels very much like they have changed positions. They have swapped spots. Um, and uh, I, I have to say, I really enjoyed Kendall this episode. The main reason, the biggest scene, in my opinion, I I cannot help myself. I Because we don't, we don't get flashbacks, we don't see the Roy children as children, um, we're always left to kind of wonder what their childhoods were actually like. And I feel like we get a very good indicator in this episode. When Logan smack or excuse me, when uh, Logan smacks Roman, Kendall immediately jumps to Roman's defense. Not even a split second past where he says, don't you touch him. And he gets very close to Logan. And to me, this feels like this has to have happened before. Like there, this is something that has happened from their childhood. Roman has gotten smacked and Kendall is very much triggered because you haven't, we haven't seen him clap back at his father like at that all. Yeah. at all. So well, I, the, the time that he hit Iverson. So the uh, time well, yes. he hit children is the time that Kendall. Well, no, smacked. I mean, yeah. since yeah. the, since the incident right. at the wedding. And so I ended up giving Kendall a three. I, that may seem a bit high. I only docked him a point because I don't think he comes off looking the best at the panel because at one point he says a line he's like I would just say yeah we don't know and I'm like that's a terrible line to say well I think the panel is <laughs> getting all muddled because the three of them are not on message they had no right. time to rehearse they had nine minutes to go when Shiv shows up and says I'm going to be on it and they waste three minutes arguing about it uh, so now they've got six minutes and probably a good portion of that is getting to the stage and sitting on the sidelines and waiting. So they have no time to coordinate. Um, yeah. I think, you know, with with some time to coordinate and if there wasn't so much ego and pride in the way there as well. I feel like at least Kendall and Shiv could have probably come out with a message that they would have both felt pretty good about. Right. Um, but instead, yeah. I think that there's a lot of competition that occurs in that moment. And so uh, they both end up sort of with these uh, garbled, uh, discordant messages that are just uh, underscored in the discordance and the garbledness based on Romans. Uh, yeah, we'll do whatever. We'll do whatever you want. Well, that's what Kendall's whatever. line Kendall is the most mad at when he comes back. He's like, he's like, looks at shit. Like Roman is making fun of Shiv. And then Kendall goes like, you're the, you said the dumb line. <laughs> you're we'll do whatever idiot. anyone wants. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I actually feel like there's a way in which like the banter between, I actually think Kendall and Shiv 
you know, Shiv, I think, like, personally has a bad, like, not a great thing. I think Kendall has a really good uh, panel for, for like, him. I mean, I know the, like, I don't know thing, but from, like, take morals out of it. But like it did just come out that day, you know. He's like, we we haven't done an investigation. We don't we don't know the extent. But he also says like, if there's stuff there, we will like we will we will, like you know, there will be consequences basically. Yeah, I think he has a really great episode because I think that for me this feels like uh, the thing I get so like nervous is this is kind of like where you could have seen Kendall where he was before we meet him on the show that he. The, the reason he thinks he would be a good successor is not just because he's like very similar to his dad in many ways, like we've seen, like he'll do whatever his dad wants, but also that he does have like, he's a little bit more morally good. And that's like, you know, we're on such a spectrum here. Like it's still not great, but he's, he's better than his father. And is like, wants to be like, no, we can't condemn and move on. We need to address it. And why he thinks he would be sort of the future of this company. And the scary piece of this thing is that like the less he is an autopilot, the more I get scared of his, of how his dad will treat him, you know, but at least in this episode seems to go pretty well. Maybe only because more people F up, uh, uh, bigger people than F him. up worse than him. Yeah. yeah. And so that's yeah. good. But I'm like, I get nervous. I'm like, be careful kid. You know, it's spouting yeah. your opinions, very dangerous in front of your father who will literally hit one of your children or yeah. your, your siblings. Yeah. yeah I, I end up a three with Kendall as well, especially if I'm giving Shiv a two, I think I got to give him a full point, uh, higher than, than Shiv for sure. You know, right now, if, you know, if anything happens to him, you're on the piece of paper as the next ruler of the kingdom. Mm, I think I've been made well aware of how unlikely it is that will transpire. Sure, right. But you know how you're so efficient and good at your job? Well, thank you. But also sort of like invisible, like wallpaper, like a boring old sort of nothing, like a competent kind of clever filing cabinet that everyone seems content to have around. Uh -huh. And I'm like a fucking rock star moron. Right. I mean, obviously, these are our public profiles, not our true essences. I have thoughts, but continue. Well, just floating, like, is there an angle here for a team up? Let's talk about Roman. Let's talk about Roman's episode. Uh, unless you don't want us to talk about Roman's episode, we'll do whatever what, we'll do whatever anyone wants uh, <laughs> with with Roman. We don't have uh, to talk about Roman if we don't want to talk about Roman Grace. Well, I want to talk about Roman. Okay, Jess, do you want to talk about Roman? Yeah, I love to talk about Roman. Okay, so it sounds like what everyone wants is to talk about Roman. So very tricky because he gets abused this episode, and I feel like I should rate him high. He also as Jess pointed out, has a pretty bad, like, professional episode. Um, he's not really looped in on stuff. He's he's really bad in the panel. It's, like, not great. And so I'm just, like, I don't know how many, like, basically, I, I, like, I had, like, a four in my notes. And then I'm, like, I don't know if I can give him a four because this is so bad, but also he got a hit. So I ended up, like, going all the way down to a two, which is essentially, like, yeah, I feel really bad for him. So I give him I give him two points. Yeah, yeah. I, also, I also give him two points is where I landed with Roman Roy. Yeah, I also gave him two points. Um, I think, it, like you said, Grace, very professionally a terrible episode for him. Although, um, the the conversation with oh, Edward yeah. doesn't go poorly. Oh yeah, yeah. So there is that of like he under. I think they're speaking each other's language at the very least, and he's kind of he understands what this guy wants. Um, and Jerry, I, whatever's going on yes. with them, they, she's vouching rock star for him. and the mole woman. Rock um, star I and the love mole this. woman. He's gonna be this little jagger Tarzan swinging around with his little D, is what he says. Yeah. The other thing strange, is strange, strange pitch from Roman Roy to Jerry here. I think uh, the other thing I think is really interesting about Roman in this moment is 
he seems to be the only one of the Roy children who, while he wants to be CEO, when he's pitching this to Jerry, and I don't, maybe he's just blowing smoke, but it feels real. Uh, when he's pitching this to Jerry, he says, listen, we could be CEO and chair, uh, gesturing to himself as CEO and her as chair, or the other way around. So he is also pitching an option to Jerry where she is the CEO and he is the chair. And I find that fascinating because Shiv and Kendall never ever would you find them doing that. This is something that only Roman as a character would do. And I don't know how seriously to take it, but I found it fascinating that he is willing to not necessarily be head honcho. Yeah. Uh, I assume I when he said chair, I thought he was going to be like the furniture in Tom's office. That's yeah, I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> Footstool Fiesta. That could be it. I, I do think that that is good on Roman's behalf. I think that this is like a demonstration of flexibility, but it also might be a demonstration of self-awareness in front of one of the few right. people he feels like maybe he could be this self-aware around in, in Jerry. Uh, certainly he has exhibited a vulnerability around Jerry in the past, whether or not that has been particularly healthy or cool. Uh, but I think that he does feel like this certain measure of connection with, with her and basically pitching this power sharing deal with with her. What does he say when he's just like describing her all these like this is these are the outward optics of how people look at her. She goes, Okay, well I have thoughts, but go on. Oh yeah, uh, he says you're like wallpaper, like a boring old sort of nothing. Like a filing cabinet that everybody doesn't mind having around. I was like, okay, I've got thoughts on that, but continue. Yeah, uh, is, is is really their funny. interactions are just so funny. Yeah. Uh, the the Great way chemistry. they have uh, excellent chemistry. You understand this feels very a la season one with Tom and Greg, where they like kind of the directors and producers and writers see how much chemistry uh, they have on they screen start, and yeah, they, they put start them building more. that. They start building that out in season one. And a lot of this is built. I don't think we talked about this, that Kieran Culkin and uh, Jay Smith Cameron, they have um, some shared connection uh, in the past. They've worked together pretty closely. I think that they did some stage work together that predates Succession. Uh, there's a there's a couple of really fun interviews around this time uh, with uh, with Jay Smith uh, Cameron specifically, who uh, uh, talks about um, the, the development of this storyline that's going on between uh, between herself and and uh, and Roman Roy, that I think speaks to why this connection works so well. The actors have that chemistry; it cannot help but be reflected in the characters as well. There is a there is a site for fan fiction online, and uh, Jerry oh and Roman are the uh, one of the most popular fanfic uh, shipping things of all time. So uh-huh. just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Rockstar and the Mole Woman. Rockstar right. and the Mole Woman. Uh, good, good comic book name. Uh, good night, mm. Mole Woman. Good night, Rockstar. Uh, so if it's a two for Roman, did everyone give their Roman scores? Two. I give Roman a two. Yeah, two's yeah. across the board. Where do we go with Jerry? I mean, she has a good episode. I gave her a four. And the reason I gave her a four, even though Waystar is like not looking great, um, I think she's maneuvering very well. She's involving Shiv, like I said previously. She gets Roman on the White Knight situation. But I also think she plays Roman very well, where when he visits her later, and they do have this rock star mole woman conversation, she also won't tell him why he's chasing the money. So she isn't necessarily spilling all the beans. She knows just how much information to dole out. Um, I find her very impressive and I had to give her a four. 
Um, I I don't want to, uh, you know, we, we're starting to talk about Jerry. I feel like just thinking back on Roman really quickly, I don't want to yada yada past Roman's reaction to getting hit by Logan. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a very important thing. It would be negligent to not talk about. But he gets hit. Kendall swoops in. Roman says, I'm fine. I'm fine. Lay off me. It's just a freaking tooth. I'll get another one. He just yeah. walks it off. The focus is really on Kendall in that scene when Roman kind of walks off Grace, which I think is a fascinating filmmaking choice. Uh, cool. That, However, Roman is really articulating like the however he's internalizing what just happened to him. Outwardly, he's just sort of brushing it off. We don't really have any insight into how he is, um, how he is accepting that internally. Well, I think to Jess's point earlier, I mean, he's literally said on the show, like he made a joke about his dad hitting him. Right. And so it feels like the reaction is not what happens when this is the first time your father is hit you. Right. It's just like, whatever, I'm fine. Yeah, I'll get a new tooth, you know, and he just walks off, you know, Um, even to the point of like, you know, I feel like that's very roman and that's how he sort of feels too the idea that he sort of moves out of the way as it's like everything's on kendall um and even like shiv in that scene right and low like those are the people who are left in that scene and roman sort of like exit stage uh stage right is like a little bit of how i feel like he feels in this family of like you know all the stuff of like you know i'm 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 dumb, but I'm smart, you know, of like this, like, you know, feeling like yeah. he's often ignored and not paid attention to. I feel like that's, you know, the moment after he gets hit that he like sort of moves away and huddles it, right? Like that's like the very like Roman, you know, uh, body posture stuff we talk about. It's just him making himself smaller. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that this is, this is worth putting a pin in. I always, I always forget when this happens. I, I thought that this happened earlier in the show uh, when we were uh, out at Connor's ranch. Uh, I always have it in my mind that it happens in that scene when Kendall comes home. Uh, but no, I was wrong about that. And so I was a little bit blindsided in this episode is where it happens. And it happens so quickly. Uh, Logan, not good, not good, mm-hmm. not good stuff. Back to Jerry. I think I'm I'm gonna give Jerry a three because I don't think I can give anyone on Waystar a full four. Waystar has a really bad week, and I don't think that anyone on the Waystar team uh, is able to get a full four from me. But otherwise, Jerry is either inoffensive or actually proactive in terms of trying to shore up some uh, some currency with with Roman. She's kind of she's she's picked him in some degree. It seems like Grace as the person she wants to back while also at the same time being totally fine with Kendall and maybe even, um, you know, a little bit oriented towards Shiv as well. Jerry's mm-hmm. options are pretty open in this episode. I mean, you saw in the takeover, the coup attempt, right? Like she's supposed to like sit there and be the representative of, of uh, the senior leadership team. And she ends up being like, ah, I, you know, I don't really have a vote. I don't have yeah. an opinion, you know, uh, it's very much looking out for, for number one, but, this is why she is able to do that so effectively is because she has all these relationships with people. I actually did give her a four. Uh, as well. I think I did this. I did this before where I was like, is it when the, the thing blows up, the rocket ship blows up and she's like, well, actually nobody died. I'm like to be head of legal counsel and to get slightly less bad news. I got to give you some credit for that. You know, it's like the, the, the crew scandal, not as bad as it could have been. Uh, anyway, I give her a four. Could have been worse. Could have yeah, been worse. Yep. Uh, Tom and Greg, I think we can take them at the same time. Uh, they basically have the same, uh, you know, storyline this episode. They're just very, um, this is this is Tom and Greg at some of their most like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yes, yeah. uh, that was not a way to describe human beings, but you know what I mean? Uh, like they're on the sidelines and they're providing a lot of comedic value in this episode. While also, I think more so than their own stories advancing, though advancing in their own ways, 
I think that these uh, characters in this episode are serving as reflections of how the Roys treat people. In the case of Tom, the way that Shiv is very hypocritically judging him for trying to, to go outside the marriage when that's supposed to be the deal and it's something she's already done, I think is really compelling to me. And then for Greg, he's turned into a human towel by Roman Roy, right? So like this is just the way that the core Roys deal with these two people they don't even really think about tom and greg at all jess yeah i tom has such a fascinating episode where at the very end right after he's done his uh news news uh segment news. It's, shiv, new. it's new yeah. and it's news uh shiv comes in and she says that you know what I, when i saw you with that woman i wanted to say back up b he's mine and this is literally all tom wants to hear this is what tom wants he doesn't so want an open marriage that's all he wants to hear he's like i would have really liked that um but shiv is just like manipulating him yet again however i um i just you know i've been really tough i think on tom this season i haven't rated him above a three and i've only given him one of those and i just think like even though i even though he's involved in the crew scandal He's not really involved in the crew scandal this episode. He's I kind mean, of on the sidelines. Hey, he gets pulled great in. Great news. Great news to not have Tom be like exposed to the, you know, yeah. exactly. not in cruises anymore. You He's know? not in cruises anymore. And so I ended up giving both Greg and Tom fours because they provided me like, I laughed so hard at them and I haven't been very kind to Tom so far. And I just, I couldn't help myself. I had to give them both fours. I also gave them both fours. Yay! Uh, uh, I do think, like, yeah, the, like, news that Greg, you know, is like, yeah, they're listening. Don't we all know now this is going to be no issue? Everybody knows that all of our devices are listening to us at all times. We get targeted advertisements. Wait, what? Yeah. Talk about. Logan Wait, had the, the, uh, the you know about. what, unplugged in the other episode. So we this all is not news. Yeah. We all know that. Well, it's news. It's, it's news. news. It's news. Um, I think that they're so funny. They're so great in this episode. I do love Greg. Speaking of, like, the way they're treated, like, Greg, when they're at the roast, and Greg's like, I hope he doesn't, I hope he, I hope he doesn't get me. And like, He's, like, so <laughs> obviously never, wants never, him to be got. You're never going to get got, Greg. It's so sorry yeah. um big fan of all your money yeah i mean <laughs> for them for you know comparatively pretty squeaky clean episode for the two yeah of guys. i think again just because of waystar affiliation and waystar tickets yeah, such fair. a huge hit i can't go full four but full three for both of them otherwise it would okay. be it would be a perfect score if not for that little edict that i have i don't want to spend a ton of time on marsh i feel like we've already talked about marsh's participation in this episode but i don't know how to how to rate her she's still kind of um, a bit on the outside. We're not getting as much Marsha anymore. It definitely seems like the show's interest is moving away from Marsha as a character. But Logan looking at her as a lifeboat speaks to her power and what she is able to say to Logan in return being so open to interpretation. I ended up giving Marsha a three. Are you saying they're heading towards an iceberg, Josh? <laughs> it's right ahead. Yikes. Yeah. Potentially. Lifeboats. Push lifeboats. Yeah. As we said they got the messaging wrong. Yeah. Stupid AP. Yeah. Uh, okay, Marsha. I gave Marsha a lower score than that. The main reason being, like, Logan has a terrible, terrible episode. And when she says, when I'm with someone, I'm with them, it's kind of like, all right, you are with Logan. Then I gave her a one. I don't think she has a great episode. If she's really going to tie herself to this man, and it seems like he's a sinking ship, she going down with the ship. Uh, mm. So I gave her a one. I don't think she has, like, anything to me that brings her up from that. Three points. I don't. Uh, I don't think. I don't know that she's tied herself to the Logan lifeboat. 
I don't know. She does come in and like say that was very mean. <laughs> that was too far. Yeah, it was too much, uh, Siobhan. That was too much, Siobhan. But other than that, I don't know. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Yeah. Love yeah. a dinosaur. I love dinosaurs. Of course. Who doesn't? Psychos. Psychos Thank don't you. love dinosaurs. Um, okay. So that's the Roy's. We've got other things that we are tracking. Of course, there are two F offs from Logan Roy and five dads from Kendall, five dads and a father, as you noted, uh, before we started recording grace. Mm -hmm, That's right. And, uh, in terms of F offs, uh, I believe Jerry and Kendall both give one as well. Mm -hmm. So the F offs are spreading as far as blanks dead. The deal with Pierce is dead. It appears yeah. to be dead. Yeah. Also, uh, Rhea. potentially a body in the 1990s is also yeah. Oh, yeah, Rhea gets fired, but you know, fired, not from yeah. uh, not from she gets fired from Pierce. You know, so yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Who is Daddy's favorite in this episode? Probably Kendall, right? Probably Kendall. I mean, doesn't like what happens with Shiv, and he hits Roman. Yeah, so I think it's Kendall. But process of elimination, I suppose. Or it's Connor because he's the only one that's enough up. Can, what about Raya? Can we not pick Raya? We could pick Raya. Well, we haven't. We haven't always said it has to be a child. No, we dad, haven't. You know? um, I don't know. You, it makes he... it, it makes Daddy's favorite have a whole different meaning. Sure. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know if if Raya would get my vote here because he's pretty frustrated with her and she's not able to secure the bag. Uh, so I don't true. know that he's feeling so hot about Raya Jarrell uh. in this episode. I think my vote would go towards either Kendall or potentially to Marsha uh, because of the vulnerability that Logan expresses towards Marsha. But that's barely there. And I think that he is continuing to keep Kendall very close and operationally they are in lockstep. I think that my vote would still go to Kendall. I would vote for Marsha simply because it was Kendall's advice of bullying the magazine that got that, in my opinion, got the magazine to publish the story earlier. If they had gone with Shiv's suggestion, Maybe it doesn't happen. So I would go with someone who's a little bit less involved in that and choose Marsha. But... He took his advice though. He took yeah, it. Yeah, he did. I think he's, I li- he's listening. We I'm yeah. listen we're listening to Kendall, I think. We never talk uh, about okay. it's I can't believe they pivot from we're listening to we hear. We hear <laughs> for you. We hear you. Uh so it's I just think... as bad, right? It's just as bad. And I know that's but it's the less, joke, but it's... it's less active, Grace. It's less so active. Uh, so two out of three votes for Kendall. So Kendall is going to be daddy's favorite once again. That's five episodes in a row that Kendall is daddy's favorite. Um, Greg versus Tom. I would call this a draw this week. I don't know that one uh, sales past the other in episode six of season two. Greg, Greg does come to the info with Tom and Tom is like completely surprised by it is the only thing I would maybe give. I would maybe give Greg the, the slightest of edges, but I, I could, I just don't. I I, I think, but I think like their role is so equivalent in this episode uh, that it doesn't. It doesn't feel like. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I I don't. I don't know that. uh, Is is becoming a human towel better or worse than the way that Shiv treats Tom in this episode? I think it's all pretty bad for both of them, and it's also really funny for both of them. Uh, I think we've got a draw this time around. Is how I would vote. Um, rating the episode, uh, I am. I, I love this episode. I think this is a really, really great one. I think that we have seen some episodes this season that have stayed with me more, and I think that there may be one or two coming up still that stay with me a little bit more. So I gave it a 3.8, a uh, pretty high score, but not the perfect score that I believe both of you are going to do four on the floor, right, Grace? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about last... I, I actually had this rated a little bit lower, but then as I as I was, like, thinking about it again, I do think it's just as good, plus it's so funny. 
And so I do feel like it, like all of the things I want from a succession episode are in here. There's like family drama. There is like the, the anxiety of like the business deal the, the the time clock episodes to me really stick to me, Greg and Tom being hilarious. And so then I'm like, I think I like it just as much as last episode. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it a four again. I also gave it a four. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love this episode. I think it has every ingredient that I love about a succession episode. High stakes drama where I have a pit in my stomach waiting to see what's going to happen. So peak comedy between Tom and Greg. An amazing location. Um, I just think it has everything I love in a succession episode and I could not not give it a four, which is my, it's my third four in a row. And listen... I just, I just love the show. <laughs> it's queer. Uh, yeah. It's a great show that is worth, uh, worthy of your love for sure. And this is a really great episode. It's directed by Matt Shackman, uh, who has had quite the the career, uh, certainly recently, uh, having hailed from Always Sunny was sort, sort of his most notable credit. He goes on and directs some really important episodes of Game of Thrones in season seven. Here he is in succession. He was uh, the director of WandaVision. He is the person who I believe has been tapped to direct the Fantastic Four for Marvel. Um, I feel like maybe you could you could take the characters from Succession and turn them into the Fantastic Four if Matt Shackman just wants to bring any of them down to uh, to, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think Siobhan would be a very good Sue Storm. I think Roman Roy, I think, would be a pretty good Johnny Storm. I think that Kendall is sort of has like Mr. Fantastic vibes and Connor's the thing. Oh, I was going to go say Logan was the thing. And in a gender bent mole man, you get Jerry as mole that's, woman. That's uh, right. So it really works right. out. Oh, and maybe Roman is the thing. He's rock star. So oh, Ron uh, rocks, Ron Rockstone, Ron, Ron Rockstone <laughs> returns as the thing. Uh, so that is the episode here. It's episode six of succession season two. Next on the docket is return. Uh, we're going to return as the next episode of succession season two. Episode seven is what is coming next. If you want to get involved in the podcast and send us your ratings, post your recaps.com slash rate Roy or post your recaps.com slash action stations to rate every episode, to rate the main characters and everything else that we are tracking here along the way. If you want to get even more involved than that, you go to patreon.com slash post show recaps. You can join our community. And then at every level, you can get commercial free versions of the Succession Daily Rewatch podcast, as well as everything that we're going to be doing for the final season of the show once it kicks off in earnest. So that's patreon.com slash post show recaps. You can also subscribe to the podcast, postshowrecaps.com slash succession is our RSS link if you want to search by URL or just search Post Show Recaps Succession wherever you get your pods. And of course, ratings and reviews, tremendously appreciated by us on the team. I'm at Rand Howard, wherever you can find me. Grace, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at Hi from Grace. And Jess? At the Jess Sterling. All right, folks, we will return tomorrow next on the podcast with Season 2, Episode 7, Return. Until then, F off! P to the O-D. Cast on the daily about succession. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.